Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Please Make This Mini-sode. I've got something a little new for you this week. My name is Spencer D. Blair, and I'm going to be your host. And today, we are doing Innocent Pleasures with my guest, Meredith Cachel. Meredith! Hello! Oh, Yay! I've missed so, you. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've missed you, too, since we watched Hot Rod and then tried to record this the first time. <laughs> And my very old ass was like, I get this all the time. I'm usually a podcast guest and I understand every part of it, um, which is not the truth, actually. Do you want to explain what happened? Uh, 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 we are, of course, not meeting in person uh, because we respect each idiots. other too much for that. And, and, and if we were to meet in person right now, we'd be too powerful. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all this pent up extrovert energy just like too much. <sighs> I would be uh, by the time I got there. We we watched uh, an, a, an excellent film that we're going to be taking back. That's the point of this. Uh, and I'll, we'll get to that in a minute. We watched the film. Uh, we recorded the episode. And then I realized that I had never told Meredith that she had to record her end. So uh, uh, subscribe to our Patreon to hear the, the <laughs> just my half of the first time we tried to do this discussion. He had a uh, great time. <laughs> <laughs> And then, yeah, and then do that TikTok duet thing and do what you think Meredith would have said. <laughs> um, but this is, this is Innocent Pleasures. Mm -hmm. And what we're doing is we are taking back mm -hmm. what Hollywood film critics have stolen from us, which is the enjoyment of very good films. Correct. Yeah. And, um, and they do it with their snootiness and they do it with their um, big fancy film and critic degrees. And... Can you get a degree in criticism? Yeah, you can. Oh, at shit. least at my my alma mater, you could get a degree in criticism. I need to do that. I'd be excellent. I I'm great. I'm great at criticizing would. people for free. You know what? And for all the listeners at home, uh, we jumped on this call, and for 15 minutes, he just told me what was wrong with my house and my mm -hmm. hair and my mm -hmm. sweater. Meanwhile, yeah. he's nude. You know, he's got sticks in his hair. Fully nude sticks. Uh, I, I'm I'm standing on a pile of wet leaves. But you can't critique the critic. Yeah, that's the thing, honey. I stand above it all. <laughs> Who watches the Watchmen? Who critiques the critiquemen? <laughs> uh, so we watched Hot Rod. Yes, this is an excellent film. I, I, I would I would put it up there with one of the more perfect comedy films. <laughs> uh, and I'm I'm pulling up the. A rotten Tomatoes score right now, and it is fairly rotten. Yeah. Uh, critics gave this film a 39%. 39. A travesty. It is a travesty because I also use that website and go to it to be like, oh, should we watch this? Mm -hmm. I might have missed out on one of my favorite movies because of this horseshit, you know? Right. And well, so the audience score is 64%, which isn't much better, but it's much that's better, but it's better. That's passing. D's get would, degrees, baby. I would say like, if you get double or like even like a third more on the, the audience rating than the tomato rating or, or the critic one, mm -hmm. then you are officially like a cult classic, right? Yeah. Then that's right? a good film that, that, that douchebags won't like. Yes. Or they might, you know, I would well, look, yeah. So the critics' consensus on this one, 
uh, is that it, the, what, what it says on here and what Rotten Tomatoes says about this excellent film is that Hot Rod has brazen silliness and a few humorous set pieces on its side. A few? But, <laughs> right? It's all humorous set pieces. It's but the whole movie. It's, it's far too inconsistent to satisfy all but the least demanding slapstick lovers. Again, I don't know what least demanding slapstick lover means. I don't know what that means. So what first does that off, mean? we're like both very man? demanding sl- like, lovers oh. in general. Yeah, I love a guy who slips on a little, like a, a pile of marbles. That's yeah, all it's I just, mean. Well, That's to be fair, when we get to the point, when one of your favorite things about this film is, and just comedy in general, is just when people hurt themselves. I love it. I could, <laughs> I could eat it up every morning. I want to watch people specifically children, but people in general, Thank you. usually men, just getting the shit kicked out of them by like a mountain. I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. So, so yeah, there's a whole bunch. Of, so in this film, there is a bunch of dumb <laughs> physical humor, a bunch of dumb slapstick stuff, but it's not. And, 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 uh, uh, oh, I just forgot the name of the, of, of your favorite movies. The, the ones where the dudes just literally beat the shit out of each Jack other. Jackass. Jackass, jackass is my favorite movie yes mm-hmm. um there are many jackasses in fact and with extended cuts um they're incredible sometimes they put little helmets on and the helmet has a tube and it goes to their friend's ass and then their friend shits in the tube and then they throw up in the bucket on their head and that's the whole piece and <laughs> Actually, on Rotten Tomatoes, Jackass, 100% critic rating. They say it's the best film ever made. <laughs> Citizen Kane is that 99%. <laughs> and Jackass, the extended cut. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes, what is it? What do you think it is? I'm not, we're just going to take a guess really quick. I'm if not I had to guess the Jackass rating uh, uh, from the critics, I would say like 12%, maybe somewhere between like five and 15%. I think it's low, if not just straight up zero. Okay, incredible. Jackass the movie from 2002, the original. Um, Mm -hmm. You might remember it from the giant shopping cart that they all get in uh, (laughs) and fall off of. (laughs) Incredible set piece. 48% on the tomato meter and 75% for audience score. That... Jackass has a higher rating from the critics than right. Hot Rod does. I, I, not a single ounce of it is scripted. Not a single part was written down. No, if anything, it was it was like written on a bathroom stall, and Spike Jones saw it and was like, eh, "Yeah, we'll dress up if, like old grandpas and have boners." Like, if anything, this whole film was an accident and was accidentally <laughs> filmed. They, all of these things just fell out of a wormhole in the sky and they just was like, well, climb in the shopping cart, I guess, and we'll throw it down the street. Oh, no. Uh, Spencer, I got even worse news for you. Jack is no. number two, 63% on the tomato meter with an 80% audience score. They are perfect films. Classic. Enjoy with a glass of wine. I've never seen these movies. <gasps> are you serious? I, I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed to admit and what a what a realization to come to in the first episode mm-hmm. of Innocent Pleasures is that I I think so low of these films. That's fair. That's fair. I totally understand why. 
but I'm going to need you to sit down and try it. As, as this is my innocent pleasure, along with Hot Rod, I can't recommend it enough, Spencer. Uh, that's, I will, I will try it. Audience However, <laughs> I will never watch 21 Jump Street, the new one. I am not interested. I've seen a little bit of it. That whole scene where Channing Tatum does the like thing, like it, that immediately gave me everything I needed to know about that That's film. really fair. It does grow as a film. And because they were bad as children and then are good as adults and are navigating that, it's great buddy comedy, but I understand. <laughs> Uh, well, let's talk. Let's talk more about Hot Rod. Hot Rod. Hot Rod. So let's talk about some of our favorite things in yes, this please. movie. Yes. Uh, as Mine if it's the first time. I, I've <laughs> been. I, I, we've covered this, but there's a lot of falling. There's a lot of like getting thrown into vans, getting pushed yeah. into vans. That scene, particularly where they're doing the losing thing, oh. the, right where whiskey, and then and then he goes down the hill. And he slams into that guy's trailer. <laughs> that is My jackass. trailer. That is Jackass. That is the entirety of Jackass. So if you like it, that scene. I mean, I like it better because it's not real here. But I I'm so terrified. I'm so terrified of pain that I cannot oh, imagine. Sure. But if you like straight guys doing gay things, this is I also do. yeah. This I is do also off mic, we've talked about how much I do like straight guys doing gay things. Yeah. It's one of your favorite things, in fact. So, just saying. It's one of my few favorite things. It's one of your few favorite things. This and pot. That's it. Podcast. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Pod. Um, my parents are listening. Yes, pod. I, I want to rewind a second. In rewind. case people have not seen Hot Rod, Yeah. could you give me a synopsis? I. This is the moment I've been preparing for my entire life. <laughs> The synopsis of Hot Rod the film. Yes. Um, okay. So Rod, mm -hmm. he lives with his mother, brother, uh, his mother, his stepbrother, and his stepfather. Correct. And his stepfather does not respect him and no. will not until Rod is able to beat him in hand-to-hand -hand combat. Yes, he needs to beat the shit out of his stepdad to earn his <laughs> And so they get they get in fights in here and there and blah blah blah, but he never mm -hmm. wins. And then we find out that the stepdad's heart is failing, and he is going to die before Rod has the opportunity to beat the shit out of him Which and earn his respect. Yeah. So Rod goes on a journey to <laughs> a hero's journey, if you will. Rod is an aspiring stuntman because he <laughs> believes that his father was a stuntman uh, who he's never really met. Mm -hmm. And so his way of earning the money to save his stepfather to beat the shit out of him is to eventually raise $50,000 by jumping 17 buses. And in preparation 15 for buses. This, 15 buses. I don't, I don't mean to be, I don't mean to be a, a stickler about it, but there is a specific joke. There's two. Yeah. Where they say one, that's one more than Evil Knievel did. And also when Will, uh, Will Arnett is writing it down, he goes, 15 buses. Comedy account with Spencer Blair. Here we go. And so he has to jump 15 buses. And so in preparation for that, him and his ragtag crew of friends mm -hmm. and the girl that he likes. And the girl, the girl, the literal girl next door. The literal girl next door. They get into a lot of very funny little, little vignettes, I would call them. And it's a perfect film. It's great. It's, uh, so, well, so you like the physical comedy and yeah. I truly like just the... 
it's so it's so shitty to say and it's what every uh chicago stand-up posts on their twitter making fun of people like me all the time about is i love just how random it is there's truly scenes that mean absolutely nothing words that mean nothing yeah these these they uh it's just guys just enjoy guys just being dudes and we talked a little bit about how the there are these big moments where uh like a big emotional moment that'll turn into just a and they'll turn it into that and they treat and the thing i like about this movie is they treat the big comedic moments the exact same way mm-hmm. everything is just like okay that's done now Don't <laughs> here's a dumb joke seriously. yeah like here's a heartfelt moment between two brothers and also he's gonna get immediately hit in the chest with the pole like <laughs> it's just Here's, here's a, a super dramatic moment where Rod jump. He, it's the climax of the film. Yes. He does the jump. He He's doing good. And then he gets separated from it. And he has this big dramatic like crash and, and, he, and he tumbles and we see him slide. And it immediately, and, and they're talking about how he's probably dead and people are running to him. And it immediately cuts to a scene of him in heaven watching a bit from a throwaway bit from earlier in the movie. throwaway joke. Of a taco, taco and, grilled cheese and a grilled cheese fighting, fighting. And he's laughing like an idiot. He's having and it is, such a great time. But it alleviates that like tension that normally in like a, a serious movie, you'd be like, uh-huh. oh God, is he going to be okay? And then it like cuts to him. And He would like go to heaven and he would like, see, it would be the Harry Potter thing where he sees Dumbledore and it's just like, you, no, you're good. You have to go back you're to You're good, Earth. Dobby, blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Dobby, always about Dobby. So... One of the other things we liked about this film is how masculine it is. It's like, mm-hmm. it's all about being a stunt driver so you can beat the shit out of somebody. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's, it's all about like being a man and being a man and being a man. And these are little boys. Yeah. And so I, I heard a really interesting thing this weekend. Um, I listened to a great podcast called You're Wrong About. They were discussing toxic masculinity and they were talking about the difference between toxic masculinity and masculinity is that toxic masculinity is evidence of abuse. It just, it's not masculinity. It's abuse that mm-hmm. like kind of perpetuates itself. Whereas masculinity, we're just like not used to seeing it. These this truly is a masculine film in that they really like explosions and like yeah. luging and stuff like that. It's an innocent, beautiful idea of masculinity. And I think that's also a huge draw, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that, I mean, yeah. there's like beating the shit out of your stepdad, but it's <laughs> in this like, this is how you become a man eventually. You do karate I mean, with your dad. I guess that's why that kind of makes sense because his mom, his mom just loves the shit out of him to the point where like he, he, he doesn't know how his dad actually died until very late in the film. Right. Because his mom just wanted him to be happy and wanted him to be nice. And so they've got this very, they've got like, they're, they've got this very childish view of what being a man looks like. And, and that means like, uh, doing cool stunts and yep. and, cool and stunts. earning the respect of my dad, but they they're they're so bad at being toxic that they're just sweet boys trying to do. This is well, I mean, you said this yeah. is what your brother would do. Yeah, so this is what my brother would do. My brother, I mean, you know, who who knows where his masculinity is on the scale of perfect t- toxic <laughs> at this point? Um, he is a man, and I trust none of them. 
But uh, when I was a kid, my brother's eight years older than me. They couldn't find me for a long time. My mom figured I was like at a neighbor's house because it was the 80s. And um, <laughs> my brother came home. He was walking his dirt bike and I was walking alongside him holding a video camera. And she was like, what were you doing? And he was like, check this out. And he popped <laughs> the VHS and the VCR. And he had me laying in a ditch with the camera pointed up and he was just jumping his dirt bike over me. Over and, over. <laughs> and, and you loved it. I was like the size of the V, uh, like the, v, not even VCR. What the hell did the you call The camcorder? Camcorders? Yeah, I was like, literally, it was the biggest thing in the entire world. Uh, it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Me and my brother, we would, he would make movies with little uh, army men in the backyard where we would like burn them up. Like we'd blow them up with fireworks and then like pour lighter fluid on them and light them on fire. This and then adorable. we'd be like, and like, there's something, there's something masculine about that where it's like, right. it's like, like, but, it, but there's, it's, it's not, it's, bo- it's, it's boys, but not to the point where it's boys will be boys, but it's like, yeah. it, yeah, that's uh, it, it, it. It still fits that binary of what men have to be, but at the same time, it's not like hurting anybody. It's not doing anything wrong. It's not. It's it's just fun and it's cool. Right. If we're talking about like gender norms, and there are yeah. gender norms, there are stereotypes and things that like align with you know the binary that we're all familiar with. I think blowing up army men and making a movie about it is a boy thing. It's a boy thing. <laughs> And it's healthy and it's fine. And like, you're not killing and skinning cats. No. You know, no. like, not yet. Um, not, not yet. Wait till you see my later films. <laughs> Where I befriend cats and give them uh, sandwich meats from my house. <laughs> it's just cats. <laughs> it's just cats the film. The butthole cut, though. Cats the film, yes. Oh, the butthole cut. Um, <laughs> don't say the butthole cut. So, oh, the butthole cut. <laughs> so funny uh it Uh, just feels like from such an innocent time when we cared about cats well so now what i would like to do is i would like to just name some of our favorite parts of this film okay okay Uh, Uh, would you like to go first i would love for my guests to go first if you don't mind okay um uh mine is definitely uh andy rod needs to go blows some steam in the woods and it immediately turns into a, a dance montage where he's smoking cigarettes and drinking in the woods by himself, but like <laughs> dancing and there's no music like in his real world. Yeah. He's dancing. Um, and he starts doing these like incredible flips everywhere. <laughs> he's, like, he's doing like the, the, uh, the hobby horse thing where he's like doing yeah, he's on a hobby horse that looks like a tree trunk. And he's like, he's just like so choreographed and then just like, Hits a tree stump, goes shit, and then just falls for like a minute and a half down a hill. And it's it it it, it like all it plays into one of my favorite things, which is it's funny, it's getting less funny, it's not funny anymore. Oh my god, it's gone on so long. It's so funny again. It's one of my all-time favorite things. <laughs> they hit that a couple of times in this movie, also. Absolutely. With cool beans uh, as well. Cool Beans is I well I'm gonna I'm gonna bring that up then Cool Beans where they just yeah where they're having an emotional heart to heart yes about like I hurt you you hurt me mm-hmm. let's let's forgive each other and move on mm-hmm. and then it turns into this weird 
not I, I almost said a rap and it's not a rap. It's just a it's just a weird song where they just say cool beans over and over again in it's weird ways. Cool beans. Cool, 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 cool beans. Cool beans. Cool, cool uh, beans. beans. No sense. But uh, if, you, if you cut that out of the film entirely, it would make no difference to the rest of the film. No. You miss nothing. It's not integral but to the plot. It's, it's not there, to the characters. Nothing. Because it's in there. It's impossible to forget. It's absolutely necessary, even yeah. some would say. Yeah, uh, and that uh, goes back to the thing that we were saying before that, you know, this won't let any moment land. Mm-hmm. Or it lets it mm-hmm. land for a second and then it's like, fuck you. Do bits, so, bits. <laughs> which I love, you know. Uh, uh, what are some of your other favorite parts of this film, of this classic um, piece of cinema? I, I, uh, I really enjoy the crew of boys that he has, they each play like a very specific role. Mm-hmm. And like, we're not supposed to like know how old they are. You don't really see them driving, but they, yeah. they could be just out of high school. They could be in their twenties. You're not really sure. Um, and like, you have the innocent little brother who like really looks up to everyone. You have the hyper-masculine Danny McBride. And then you have mm-hmm. the like burnout weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> is Bill Hader and I, they compliment each other and they are so funny together and clearly we're just like having a blast. Yeah, they were just having fun, yeah. truly. Yeah, and I, I love when they are in a parking lot dancing together and Danny McBride is just shoving Yorma Tacombe in, <laughs> into, into the van. He just, he just hits him so hard and it's so funny and you're like, yeah, there's always that guy in that group that takes it way too far. And it, it, that that especially hits for me because he's like the little brother, the one who doesn't really belong and who gets picked on, which was kind of which was kind of my role. Yeah. And and you can like push him into the van, and he's still gonna turn around and be like, okay, but I'm gonna keep dancing. And they do it three times. He pushes him so hard. Dude. <laughs> he really throws him right into it. It's so good. It's amazing. It's truly. Uh, so much uh probably probably my favorite part and the part that the first time i watched this and uh i was watching it and i was like wow this is this movie is going to mean a lot to me Mm -hmm. and changed my life is closer to the end when we do uh the song when when they're it's the day of the big jump and they are doing that dumb bit where they're walking down the middle of the street dramatically and yeah. all of the other members of the crew start to join them to this great song. Do, 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 do. Just sort of like the lay Huge lay Miz vibes. Yeah, huge. And like people on the street are joining them and then they're harmonizing. And some, some people are like standing in like, like a, like a, a bagpipe it's, band starts playing. There's like a woman, uh, an indigenous person, and, and like man. and a black guy who's dressed as like a post office. He's like a he's he's a post office guy, a uh, mailman, yes. mailman. That's what those. So are they called. they tried to do the like faces of America, and they start singing this song, and then out of nowhere, and it's like this beautiful moment where the whole city is just like walking together. And at one point, you do see them kind of like look to each other and be like, "What the fuck is going on?" And then out of nowhere, some guy throws a brick through a window, and a riot just starts. And, and people just go nuts. Riot. <laughs> there's there's fire. 
there's yeah. there's like explosions there's uh, a bunch of bagpipes all playing there's people making out on top of a car so they they did something similar in anchorman when they did mm-hmm. the news anchor fight yeah which was oh my god it's devolving into chaos but they went like too random with it this felt like a real riot like there's just a guy beating the shit out of a car window with a golf club and you're like yeah okay this is scary this is what people like near the end of it there's like a person in a wheelchair and some people run over and push them out of it and steal the wheelchair (laughs) it's just like why why do you want this because chaos is the funniest thing that's ever existed it's so fucking stupid. And then and then they get out of it and they're just like, what happened? And they fully acknowledge it. And they go, what happened back there? And Danny McBride is holding a TV and just being like, you know, some people will just take advantage of a bad situation. <laughs> and that's the highlight of Anchorman as well is, is Ron Burgundy going, well, that escalated quickly. Exactly. I think you killed a guy. And like, <laughs> and that is the best part of the movie. Fuck all the rest of the things that frat guys said to me when I would visit my friends at state school because I went to art school. Yeah, sorry. Uh, uh, Anchorman is heterosexual culture and I'm really sorry about that. Any movie with Will Ferrell in it, heterosexual culture. Yeah, yeah. I Enough, mistake, I'm sorry. I made the mistake of going on Amazon today and looking for a windsock shaped like a fish. But the first thing I typed in was flags and that the thing it recommended for me, it said flags for boys. And I said, I want to see what this is. Absolutely. I want to know what this is. And all of it is just like Thomas Jefferson that just says like, like get gas and eat ass. Or like one of them just said virginity rocks. And and like, (laughs) they were unfucking believe. I have no idea what this male culture is, but I was like, now I'm on flags for boys. Amazon. Flags for boys.com. My, uh, I'll say, uh, being a virgin for life is the best. But it also, is actually good. But also getting ass, getting gas and getting ass. I know. This, these are the dichotomy that men have to deal with. I know. And I feel, I feel bad for you guys, ultimately. Thank you. you were, Honestly, thank you for your allyship. You didn't ask for this. I didn't. No. But I'll carry this burden. <laughs> Straight culture sucks. Uh, but you know what doesn't suck is the movie Hot Rod. And you know no, what? It's so I think good. we reclaimed it. We reclaimed Woo! this film. Hot Rod is a good damn film. It's a good movie. It's 100% now on Rotten Tomatoes after this podcast. Sorry, critics. You all uh, suck. And we've superseded you. And it's at 100%. And Hot Rod will no longer. So fucking look out. Hot Rod will no longer be a guilty pleasure of mine. It's going to be an innocent pleasure. It's an innocent pleasure. And thank you for that, because I was worried for them. For them. Them, the makers, the cast, the crew. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can't forget the crew, the real heroes. Uh, well, Meredith, thank you so much for joining me today. Of course, I love doing this. Uh, and and ne- we'll ha- maybe one year from now, pr- mm-hmm. 10 years from now, promise me that we'll watch Jackass and do another episode of this. <gasps> Honey, don't you fucking threaten me with a good time. Don't you you're, do it. You're threatened. Uh, you guys, this has been a Please Make This Mini So. Thank you so much. Subscribe, rate, and review. Find us on all of our social media. You know the whole drill. We love you so much. Goodbye. Mm-hmm.